Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, they're ghosting Kamala Harris like a bad Tinder date. They're pretending she doesn't exist. In effect, in doing that, the Democratic Party is embracing white supremacy. How? Well... Democratic Party leaders plan to deny Harris a job that she has earned as Democratic nominee and replace her in the next cycle with yet another, wait for it now, white man. Let's try Beto. How about Mayor Pete? Notice the theme here? Pale and male, as they're forever telling us. Because it turns out, diversity isn't actually our strength. Equity and inclusion are fine if you're hiring middle managers at a big company. You would never hire a middle-aged white guy at Citibank. That's probably illegal. Yet somehow, the most anti-white political party in the English-speaking world is suddenly pushing another white man for president. How does that work? <laughs> Tucker Carlson's show officially endorsed Kamala Harris uh, last night. That's, that's his whole angle. <laughs> Saying that she's being unfairly treated as the woman, as the world's first, America's first black vice president. Um, the reality of this whole thing is, and I've uh, read enough now from lefty journalists, including that book, This Shall Not Pass. And this is just, this is just political fact. This is just the reporting in the news. This is not like my wishes or partisan spin or anything. The Democratic Party has no use for her as a presidential candidate. And no, they clearly. also don't want David Axelrod wrote about this in the New York Times over the weekend. They also don't want Joe Biden to run. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, if you're just a fan of politics, like I am, just like as a sport, not even getting into, you know, what policies I like or whatever, just as a sport, it's pretty damned interesting. The current sitting president and vice president, that party doesn't want either one of those people for a second term. 
That's that's it, never happened before. It's never even come close to happening before. And we're not talking about, you know, they lack the usual support numbers you see. No, it's vehement. The Democrats vehemently don't want them to run for good reason. And, and on the right, things are wide open. Does Trump run or not? Uh, New York Times laid out 15 candidates that appear to be making all the moves on the right. Republicans appear to be doing all the things that you would do if you're going to run for president. And it's all the numbers that names you'd suspect Pompeo and Chris Christie and Mike Pence. And um, uh, the woman, Ron DeSantis, of course, Ron, obviously, Ron DeSantis, he's probably at the very top. But there, there are 15 Nikki on the right. Nikki Haley, of course. And uh, if Trump runs or not, most of them say they're running anyway. So who knows? So it's as wide open on both sides as it is maybe ever been. It's like we have a chance to chance me. I make it sound like it's positive. I don't know if it's positive or negative, but there's an, the, things could change dramatically in a very short period of time, for both of these parties to pick a direction. Sure, yeah, and then change again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Rich Lowry, who's fantastic, wrote this piece about Kamala Harris that I thought was just brilliant. Uh, if you sit through it, we will reward you with a montage of Kamala's greatest hits. Wow. Okay. I like the way and you do that. Actually, so eat your vegetables yes. and you can have dessert. That's what Joe's you'll saying. Eat, no, honestly, you'll like this, too. It's it's pretty amusing. So he opens by saying that uh, the media taboo is finally off about talking about Joe Biden's age and, and whether he's going to run in 2024. And I've just been amused as hell as uh, people pretending uh, that, oh, of course he's going to run for re-election, and Kamala Harris is definitely with him, and if not, if he decides not to run, decides not to run. No. If you're in the grave, you haven't decided anything. No, anyway. that was the, if you didn't catch that, and I just referenced it, if you didn't catch that over the weekend, David Axelrod, the guy who was Barack Obama's campaign manager, who was the one who chose Joe Biden to be vice president, he said Joe Biden shouldn't run. That's a mm-hmm. big that's that's the first major top level Democrat saying, no, we're not doing this again. So uh, reading on with Richard Lowry, uh, that should put a lantern on another looming problem for the Democrats, which I've been yelling about for months. Uh, waiting in the wings is a deeply unpopular office holder who makes Biden look like a prospective electoral juggernaut by comparison. Democrats can be forgiven for considering the possibility of only Kamala Harris standing between them and the return of Donald Trump and telling themselves, well, maybe 80 is the new 75, or Biden's always been gaff-prone, so it's a few more gaffs between friends, or he campaigned from the basement in 2020, maybe he can do the same thing in 2024. Uh, Harris is the single best argument for Democrats trying to prop up Biden no matter what. She's been a disaster as vice president, even as she's done nothing particularly noteworthy, either good or bad. She's simply a political black hole whose abysmal ratings reflect not just Biden's troubles, but her own profound inherent flaws as a political figure. Here's where I, <laughs> it really gets going. Kamala Harris has the authenticity of Hillary Clinton, the charm of Al Gore, and the common touch of Adlai Stevenson. Well, Come on now. La- the I, latter I, being a bit of an obscure reference. Yeah, I can't can't relate to that reference, but the other ones are certainly good. Yeah. She could have been engineered in a lab as a convictionless opportunist, lacking basic political horse sense, and she more or less was. She I like that. She has no convictions. She's an opportunist with no political instincts. 
But how, how could she possibly have risen to this height? Well, he explains. She came up in a California where the dominance of TV ads makes retail politicking all but unnecessary, and internal Democratic politics is largely based on identity politics. Compared to her, Biden really is middle-class Joe. The contrast with Chuck Schumer, another Democratic leader from a deep blue state, is instructive. Schumer had a tough statewide race against a Republican within memory and is aware that not all voters are extremely online woke progressives harris could have run as an ideologically interesting tough-minded former prosecutor uh, a little like eric adams in the new york uh, city mayoral primaries instead she got sucked into the idea that the winning lane would be a, a couple of ticks to the right of bernie sanders she co-sponsored his medicare for all etc etc uh, his point being that she's just utterly useless as a candidate and democrats know it and they're desperate to move on uh, just everybody's afraid to say it because of the way politics has always worked, I guess. Yeah. She still has enough power, what, to punish them well, for saying it out loud? They or? didn't say why, but in that book I keep referencing, this will not pass. It's all going to come out right after the election. I guess they just don't want the distraction before the midterm election in November. But all this is going to play out as soon as that's over. The knives will be out. All this will be out in the open. It will be obvious that the, the party has no use for either one of them. And that yeah. will start immediately after the election. Uh, David Axelrod himself, in the, 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 I think it was his tweet over the weekend, said Joe Biden would be closer to 90 than to 80 when he left office with another term. And that just doesn't work. No, no. It's, it's bizarre if you think about it. It's crazy. The other end of it is Kamala Harris has a 38% approval rating in San Francisco. Yeah. So come on. Yeah, yeah. All right, you earned it, folks. You earned it. Clip 79, Michael. Let's hear it. We all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. And so what we all experienced is on an electric school bus, on an electric bus, no exhaust, no diesel smell. It is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day we've been to the border you haven't been to the border I, and i haven't been to europe we must together work together to see where we are yes where we are headed but also see it as a moment yes to together it is the perspective of of a woman who grew up a a, a black child in america who was also a prosecutor who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India who also you know likes hip hop <laughs> like what do you want to know <laughs> wow wow so coming up got a couple of choices for you disney is offering a new package if you're rich and feeling rich and not worried about the economy it's perfect for you um ayn rand viewing children movies children's movies pretty funny <laughs> That's a little uh, egg-headed-y, isn't it? It's pretty funny, though. I think, you, I think you'll catch it. Okay. Among a bunch of other things on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
In the dark of night, a massive group of more than 250 migrants crosses illegally into Roma, Texas this morning, surrendering themselves to Border Patrol. Mixed in with this group, a staggering 138 unaccompanied children and minors. No parents or guardians anywhere to be seen. Between October and April, CBP reports there have been more than 85,000 of these unaccompanied children encountered at the southern border. That's enough to fill the entire capacity of the Dallas Cowboys football stadium. And it gets hardly any uh, news attention whatsoever, even though it ranks high as an issue among voters. I know. I know. It's amazing. And it feels like a crisis is a Bruin as well. I mean, what shape it'll take is hard to say. But, I mean, people are pouring into the country in defiance of the law by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions now, and that sort of lawlessness has an effect on a society. People now, people don't talk about that. If you see your neighbors flouting the law just all the time, what does that do to your respect for the law? Sure, of course. Um, we're about to have a strawberry supermoon. It'll be the lowest full moon of the year. So enjoy that. Strawberry supermoon. The lowest full What does that even mean? I don't know. I uh, saw Strawberry <laughs> Supermoon. They, they, Hendrix actually opened for them in 1969. Yeah, I, know. Well, I know. It's a joke. So if you're feeling wealthy, oh, by the way, uh, some good news, bad news on the economic front, some like breaking-ish economic news we'll get to next segment on consumer spending and that sort of thing. And then some good news if you're in the market for some patio furniture and a big screen TV. Um if you're feeling like uh, money, things are going well for you and you want the ultimate Disney package, Disney has come out with this. It's a bucket list adventure. It's about $110,000. Woof. Per person. So you and uh, the spouse and a couple of kids can be a little pricey. But anyway, this is what you get. 24-day tour includes private jet travel to all 12 of the company's parks around the world. Plus, uh, in between, you'll do uh, stops at the Taj Mahal, the pyramids in Egypt, and the Eiffel Tower. Sounds like a pretty cool trip. And then, of course, you know, absolute VIP, top-level service at the Disney, the all 12 Disney parks when you get there. Mm. It's only $110,000. Per it, person. Get it while the going is good. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I was just reading the other day that uh, going to the pyramids these days is just a nightmare. That uh, you just you spend the entire time trying not to get ripped off or hassled or whatever, yeah. unless you have just an outstanding tour package that'll protect you from it. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, it's like you know a Mexican beach times ten. Um, what if I, Ayn Rand reviewed movies? We've got that for you. Is this? Do you think this is too pointy headed? What what's what's the philosophy of the the author of? Fountainhead, and what's the other famous one? Atlas Shrug. Atlas Shrug. What, what's the philosophy, more or less, so people get the get, joke get, here? Get Tim Sandifer on the line. Uh, objectivism. Uh, it's all about the individual um, uh, rationality. Uh, you know. Speaking of Tim libertarianism. Sandifer. Libertarianism. Yeah. Tim Sandifer, who is a big fan of Ayn Rand and her philosophy, uh, retweeted her appearances on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. She appeared a number of times. Did long interviews with Johnny Carson back in the day. They had never been released before. This hmm. is new stuff, and I watched one of them, and it was really, really pretty damned interesting. Much more serious fare than you would ever see on the more modern versions of our late-night talk shows. 
Um, if Ayn Rand reviewed children's movies, Bambi, the biggest and strongest or fittest to rule. This is the way things have always been. Four stars. <laughs> Old Yeller, a farm animal, ceases to be useful and is disposed of humanely. A valuable lesson for children. Four stars. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair or not. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Taxation is also a form of theft. In a truly free society, citizens should pay only as much as they are willing for the services they require. Three stars. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. If that was just an opportunity to work that in or what? That was an actual review of the movie. Um, uh, babe, another pig farmer fails to do his job. No stars. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story, at last, a full-length feature about the inherent value of possessions. Four stars. That's yeah, a little over my head. Uh, up. A man refuses to sell his home to serve the convenience of others, which is his right as an American citizen. He meets a dog, which neither finds food for him nor protects him from danger. He would have been better <laughs> off with a cat. There are no cats in this movie. Two stars. Ayn Rand was a cat fan? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. This is from the New Yorker. This is New Yorker humor, man, right there. Let me see if I can find one good one to end on. Oh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. An excellent movie. The obviously unfit individuals are winnowed out through a series of entrepreneurial tests, and in the end, an enterprising young boy receives a factory. I believe more movies should be made about enterprising young boys who are given factories. Three and a half stars. It's pretty good. Either like that or you had no enjoyment from it whatsoever, and I don't know which. <laughs> Do the Lion King. Do the Lion King. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, people in Pakistan are being urged to drink fewer cups of tea, and it might matter to you. As uh, It's a story about the world economic situation. Yeah, well, here's a world economic situation I mentioned late in the show yesterday that I wanted to mention again, that Ian Bremmer tweeted this out. Um Change in price of raw materials, and raw materials are what make everything expensive because it goes into so much stuff. Coal, this is February through June of this year, just February through June of this year. Coal is up 70%, wheat is up 60%, nickel is up 46%, oil is up 29%. Those are some major jumps in price for some of the basic bedrocks of our economy worldwide. What do you think you're going to get out of that? Of course, everything getting way, way, way more expensive. That's huge. We we are so far from seeing the ripple effects of the jump in prices of all these things. I mean, we're not even close to the end of this, I don't think. And uh, also tweeted out that uh, the average price of a gallon of gas one year ago nationwide was $3. One month ago was four forty three. Today, about five twenty. Wow. Year ago, three. Today, 520. That's amazing. Oh, I need to uh, go ahead and explain the origin of the phrases bull market and bear market. There are two possible explanations. One is fairly meh. The other one is horrible. Uh, So we'll have that for you. And Uh, And a good news, bad news on some economic news that is just out today that we ought to take a look at. The um, Well, there's good news and bad news, so we'll weigh that out. Armstrong and Getty On Demand is our podcast. You can catch any hour of the show and watch it anytime, or watch it, listen to it anytime. You can stare at it if you want. Listen to it anytime you want. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? 
you're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Does the Biden administration bear some responsibility for this? So, first of all, um, the American Rescue Plan met the moment and it has put us in a place where we can actually uh, uh, put us in a place where the American people feel can, can, can actually we can take on inflation. Uh, yeah, boy, is that gal struggling with her job. Yeah, it's put us in a place where everybody's terrified. Financially speaking. Fantastic. I've got some good news and some bad news for you in just a second on the economy. The fact that there's good news at all is great news. Sure. It's usually just bad news lately, right. so I'm looking forward to that. So we were asking the other day, uh, how the term bull market and bear market get going? It's the sort of information you come across 15 times in your life and forget every time, because I don't know why. Uh, we're currently in, Michael, a bear market. <laughs> wow. That's our new bear market sounder. <laughs> I hope everybody's as amused as I am. Anyway, so there are a couple of theories. Number one, uh, which uh, some emailers had sent along, was that it, the, the, the terms are thought to derive from the way each animal attacks its opponents. That is, a bull will thrust its horns up in the air. A bear will swipe down with its mighty claws. That seems like a weird way to decide what you're going to call an e- some economic activity. Yeah, and it's almost certainly wrong, too. I think the second explanation is much more compelling. And there's a little interesting background information, too. If, if like us, you like words. We call it a cat market because cats slap around their prey before they kill it, as opposed to a dog market where they just bite it in the throat. 
Um, historically, the middlemen in the sale of bear skins would sell skins they had yet to receive. As such, they would speculate on the future purchase price of these skins from the trappers, hoping they would drop. The trappers would profit from a spread, the difference between the cost price and the selling price. These middlemen became known as bears, short for bearskin jobbers, and the term stuck for describing a downturn in the market. Um, conversely, because bears and bulls were widely considered to be the opposites due to the once popular blood sport of bull versus bear fights, the term bull seemed the obvious opposite to a bear market. Uh, like black is the opposite of white. They just saw what's the opposite of a bear market. Well, clearly a bull market because everybody enjoys a good battle to the death between a bull and a bear. Good God. Yipes. Just a little more information from Merriam-Webster. The term bear came first. Etymologists point to a proverb warning that it is, quote, not wise to sell the bear's skin before one has caught the bear. Mm. By the 18th century, the term bearskin was being used in the phrase to sell or buy the bearskin, and in the name bearskin jobber, like we were talking about before. Over time, the name bearskin jobber was just shortened to bear, and the definition was expanded to include financial markets, which used bear to describe a speculator selling stock. One of the earliest references of the term bear used to describe a marketplace transaction came in 1709. From Richard Steele, publisher of the British literary and societal journal The Tatler, in an essay, Steele defines a bear as an individual who places a real value on an imaginary object and thus is said to be selling a bear. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway. The accumulation, the acquisition of, and the, the, the selling of pelts and skins was such a giant thing for almost all of human history before we had heat. You know, regular, you could count on it, heat. Um, and I learned that at the the fourth grade field trip that I helped chaperone a couple of weeks ago. We were at this fort where the Russians had come and set up a colony in 1812 to try to get otter pelts and ended up you know, uh, destroying the otter population and it never recovered. But one otter pelt was the value of an entire year's worth of money you could make as a farmer. You could, wow. you could catch one otter and make the same amount of money of a, as a year's worth of farming. And imagine how much work a year's worth of farming was. So that would uh, that would motivate you to want to find an otter. And, and kill it and, and decimate the population. And in particular, because they kept you uh, so warm because they were, people were cold. So there you go. I found mm. that interesting. Um, back to the economics of t- today. First, the good news for you. We mentioned last week. Target got a lot of attention for announcing we got too much of some stuff, so we're going to mark down prices. Well, it's not just them. The Wall Street Journal. Stores have too much stuff. Here's where they're slashing prices. Retailers are getting ready to cut prices of goods that were popular during the pandemic. Expect, quote, discounts like you've never seen before. That gets your attention. Target. Target, Walmart, and Macy's all announced recently that they're starting to receive large shipments of outdoor furniture, loungewear, and electronics that everyone wanted but couldn't find during the pandemic. And the problem for retailers, that those these goods have been delayed by two years, could be a windfall for those in the market for sweatpants or a couch. Furniture. Everybody's trying to buy furniture. You couldn't. You just right. could not. I don't know how many people I know who have said that they ordered a couch two years ago, finally canceled the order, just gave on up, decided they didn't want a couch, whatever. Well, now all that stuff is coming in. And they got to move it. They can't just hang on to it. 
Look for prices to stop start dropping around the 4th of July, analysts say, and there are going to be discounts like you've never seen before, according to the Moody's investors analyst who looked at the story. Yeah, you know, the the furniture thing absolutely rings true. Judy and I ordered some furniture. It took like eight months to get, but I did not have a single conversation uh, with anybody in which they said, Damn, I wish I could find some sweatpants. They're just, they're nowhere to be found. The great sweatpants crunch of mm. 2021. It's killing me. Well, that has more to do with people working at home and people were uh, moving into the, you know, the home clothes and now they aren't and they're just going to be uh-huh. too many of them. The electronics one is interesting as uh, I have noticed the electronics aisle, particularly around video games, has been barren for a long time. Well, that, that stuff is finally going to roll in. I mean, you could not find a Nintendo Switch for a lot of the last two years. They just didn't exist. And a lot of that stuff is going to start rolling in. TVs, video games, all that sort of stuff. They got to move it because they're hurting because people aren't buying stuff. So they're going to cut the prices, quote again, like you've never seen before. So wow, if you need some of that stuff, now's the time to buy. On the other hand, with the economy doing what it's doing, is now the time to upgrade your television slightly? It just seems weird to me. feels weird to me. Based on this, U.S. retail sales declined by 0.3% in May. Consumers pulled back on car purchases, online shopping, spent more at gas station and on gas stations and on groceries. So mm. all kinds of things uh, dropping. A sharp drop in vehicle sales due to high prices, low inventory, and rising interest rates on car loans played a huge role in the decline in month-over-month retail spending. Consumers also packed, uh, pulled back on their spending on Furniture, electronics, and online purchases. So there you go. There you go. People are pulling back on furniture and electronics, and Macy's, Target, and Walmart are about to mark down to crazy levels, furniture and electronics. So we'll see what happens there. But my point has been for a long time, and the Wall Street Journal has uh, mentioned this in so many articles over the last couple of years. This is all an experiment. Uh, we've never done this before in the history of capitalism. We have no idea how it's going to turn out. So uh, interest rates had never been that low for that long. The government has never pumped out the kind of money that it's pumped out. We've never had that much of the workforce stay home and all these businesses closed down. We've never done this before. Nobody's ever done this before. Um, we've got two people. We've got two jobs for everybody looking for a job right now. We have more people quitting their jobs every month than's ever happened in human history. So where does this all lead us? Nobody knows. And anybody that claims they have the slightest idea is obviously lying to you. How this is going to turn out, God knows. Well, in the global supply chain-wise, we got to the point where we had a, a China-heavy global supply, low-inventory economy humming. And then you got to, you know, all sorts of problems with China that we've discussed, but the pandemic and the lockdowns and, and the rest of it. So how this shake that, uh, shakes out, like we were saying earlier, you can't do this many things that are unprecedented and, and make any sort of prediction of where it's going to end. No, no, oh, I, and, this, I would guarantee you this is practically an axiom. You add five unprecedented things together, and on the other side of the equal sign, you're going to get something unprecedented. Yeah. And what that's yeah. going to look like, you know, eight eight quarters in a row of recession, or or I don't know. It, it, I suppose it doesn't have to be negative, but I'm guessing it probably is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one like scary note, and then one hopeful note. Um, if you think you know populism, 
of various sorts, some of it good, some of it really dumb, is big now. And you think there's anger in the streets and people willing to commit political violence and all. Uh, let the economy just go sideways for a couple of years, if, if indeed Oof. it shakes out poorly. I mean, you will see a crazy politics that is unprecedented, or at least, you know, it's been a long time since it happened. The, the hopeful note is that I see signs, and it's not, you know, it's not like the majority of issues, but I see signs in more and more places that the dumb stuff we've been doing that just doesn't work. It's unsustainable. It ignores how human beings really live. Uh, you know, whether it's the progressive uh, policies of the, the cities of the West Coast in particular, or um, <clears throat> some of the COVID policies that shut down schools unnecessarily, uh, you know, the, the the so-called homeless policies that have yielded nothing but junkies in the parks and unlivable streets. A lot of that stuff people are walking up, waking up to. And it does really feel like we need a house cleaning, a serious uh, period of people paying a lot of attention and becoming more serious about whether government works or not. Because we coasted along so comfortably for a while and let all sorts of crap get going that just doesn't work. And a lot of people are getting rich off of it, too. So maybe it's the whole, you know, you got to hit bottom thing before you really cure some of the problems. Yeah. Well, I'm not looking forward to it, but it might have to happen. Uh, David French of the Dispatch wrote up piece a couple of weeks ago that got attention just for the headline of can't things be normal for just 15 minutes we i think we all have that feeling that we that there's the pull to get back to normal you know we just feel like that's the gravitational center to pulls there's no reason that that is where we end up that might have been a blip in fact it almost certainly was whatever we are calling normal now our politics our economy our um everything you might never go back there again. Yeah. We're going to move into a different territory. I'm not going to use the term new normal because it's annoying. But yeah, I, I it's funny. It just could... flitted through my head, though, that every normal is the new normal. Sure. There uh, is yeah, no normal yeah. with a capital N. But don't you think there's a um, a natural tendency? Maybe we're just built this way to like try to get back to what we're perceiving as normal at the time. Sure. When things get a little nutty. But that's not the way things work. And so I definitely think my new axiom of, unprecedented plus unprecedented equals unprecedented is guaranteed to be true. And so what this is going to be, who the hell knows? And all It's going to be a test for our system to see whether we can continue to protect people's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. It, de- it definitely is. And all, I mentioned only domestic things. You mentioned that, that there's all kinds of things going on around the world that add to the unprecedented. You know, worst war in Europe in 75 years, whatever the hell's going on with China, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I don't I don't want to be a radio show. Like I remember when Glenn Beck back in the day, I don't listen to Glenn Beck anymore, so I don't really know what he does. I like mm-hmm. Glenn. But um, I remember when he had his, was it CNN or Fox show in the afternoon where he would stand in front of the chalkboard every day and he would just depress the crap out of me. Every day he would just, <laughs> he, would just he would go into this deep, dark spiral of how bad things are going to get every day. And then he would weep, and you would weep at home, and it was just... And he became a gazillionaire doing it, so maybe there's good money in it. That's not (laughs) what I'm trying to do, but I absolutely, to my bones in my real life, think we're going to go through some extraordinary times over the next several years, maybe several decades. It ain't going back to the way it was 90s, early 2000s. It's just not. 
Well, thank God we'll have the brave leadership of Kamala Harris starting in 2024. Or Oprah. Oprah is the Democrats. Trump is Oprah. It just came across an article. Maybe we'll talk about that next hour. If you have any comments on any of this, I'd be interested in what you have to say. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, get this yesterday. 15 McDonald's restaurants in Russia reopened with new branding, along with a new name called Vakusno Itushka, which translates to tasty, and that's it. <laughs> tasty, and that's it. No more. Yep, they're really trying to distance themselves from the existing McDonald's brand. Check out this ad, this latest ad I saw. If you are a fan of McDonald's, then you'll love or at least tolerate Vukuzno and Tochka. We offer all of menu favorite, including fraction of kilogram burger with dairy square, room temperature potato shavings, deep fried poultry blocks, the crispy traitor, we mean chicken sandwich, and the milk sludge. And if you see missing clown Donald McRonald, please report to authorities. Vukuzno and Tochka. Ba da ba ba ba. You will loving it. <laughs> I need that list of those food items again. That was hilarious. Milk sludge. Poultry blocks. (laughs) 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 
potato shavings. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you can do a Russian accent because yep. they're white. Yep. Right. So you can do a quote unquote mocking Russian accent. Evil country of China. Do that accent. Get fired today. Yes. Because they're slightly different looking human beings. Scientists believe, you know, the whole concept of race is really kind of foolish. It's just, it's silly. Um, But, uh, yeah, yeah, some world we're living in. Oh, speaking of which, you know, I probably, uh, I just uh, love it so much, the story that your progressive organizations are spending so much time fighting inside themselves. Uh, they, their woke employees are always angry at themselves, at, at, at their coworkers, at their management. They can't accomplish anything anymore because they spend all their time infighting over who offended who and whose response was no good and the rest of it. Just hilarious. Uh, a couple of notes uh, quickly. Thank you, everybody. You emailed uh, best wishes for Judy and my anniversary yesterday. Uh, we went out to eat at a very nice place. And, um, and it was the sort of place where you can hear the, the waitress. It's not a big place. And, uh, the waitress remarked at one point to one of the tables. She said, well, happy anniversary. Those folks right there are celebrating their anniversary. So are those folks right there. And, and the, the, the two top that just left, blah, 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 they were celebrating an anniversary. And so at one point, the, she asked the one couple how long, and they'd been married a couple of years, and, then, and and everybody announced how long they'd been married at a very fancy restaurant. It was actually kind of charming. Sure. And and when Just, Judy and I were leaving, we went to each of the tables and wished them well and wished them happy anniversary. Oh, cool. Um, uh, just... Does that always happen at restaurants, or is Flag Day a particularly popular day to get married? Well, I think any day in June, All right, June. Yeah. is popular. And if you are at a fancy restaurant on a Tuesday evening, you're pr- more likely to be celebrating something in, in than this, a typical Friday for us. In this economy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the odds go way up. So did you yeah. get a good interest rate on the loan you took out for the meal? I didn't even ask. I don't intend to pay it back. I'm hoping uh, the Biden administration bails me out. <laughs> Meal loan bailouts. Yeah. Came across this. What goes on behind the cameras at home makeover shows? This is so interesting. Really? Everybody likes those damn flipping shows or uh, uh, the Property Brothers or, or whatever. Mm. You you watch those. I only watch really, really obese people being watched. <laughs> those are my favorite shows. I actually, I almost never watch the HGTV type shows. Because um, I don't watch much TV at all, but um, if, Boy, if, if I'm you, in a waiting room, I will. If you had a, a, a pair of 900-pound twins fixing up a house, that'd be a good show. <laughs> oh, please, everybody watch that. Maybe throw in a little singing contest. Yes, yes. But so, uh, as it turns out, there's a dark underbelly to those shows. A lot of them are fraudulent, and th- one of the agreements that people make for them to fix up their house or whatever is that it's a non-disclosure agreement, and it is a strict non-disclosure agreement. So there are all sorts of suits. They talk about... Uh, uh, in Las Vegas, Mindy and Paul King appeared on Property Brothers. They're currently suing the production company for fraud, misrepresentation, faulty workmanship, which has left their home riddled with code violations as well as safety and health problems. There's this couple in North Carolina that were on Love It or List It. Uh, they were they are countersued because they sued the producers for doing a crappy job on their house. Uh, there are examples of all over the country. And we actually, we got an email from a listener who was on one of those shows, and they said uh, that, that we were forced to do take after take after take because we weren't acting amazed enough at how the house looked. <laughs> and it didn't look very good. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. No, we need to be more amazed. It's fantastic. Not even goes, oh my God, this bedroom's amazing. Is that all right? Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.